Welcome to episode 60 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey talks about an alternative protein for animal feed, while I have another super depressing story from the Faroe Islands, and some important announcements for the podcast. We learn about some European picks for this week, and our animal of the week, which was clearly Casey's choice. So let's get into it. Episode 60 of the Animal Addicts Podcast starts right now. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And before we get into our whole podcast um, today, we have uh, something to, I guess, sort of an announcement. Sure. Um, So obviously this last month, uh, the podcast has been getting out late a lot, and that's because I have been sick still, really fun, and can have caffeine. So usually if my window of time to do it passes, I stay up really late Thursday night, but I don't have caffeine right now, so I can't do it. Um, Anyway, and... um, Going to that, and then also the fact that um, we're kind of dumb. We're first-time podcasters, and it never occurred to us, and this occurred to me when I was not feeling good, that we should really do a 12-month cycle so everything makes sense. But, of course, we have a 10-month cycle because of the way our distribution works out. So we have decided what we should be doing (laughs) is Mm. doing kind of like TV series where you have a mid-season break and then in-between season break, which for us going off of the first season would be July, no, January and June, sorry. So um, we decided we're going to switch to that, but now it's kind of weird because we want to try to get things to line up, but um, we're kind of obviously in the second season already, so it's kind of awkward. But we will be taking October off, um, partially just because I need to have a break because we've been doing this every single week for over a year and everything going on like, Physical health, mental health, and everything right now is just a little crazy, and then this will hopefully help us get onto that cycle. So, just to be, um, just for a heads up, we are going to be taking a break in October, which does not mean that we will have new episodes coming out. I might be doing some more um, of the edited podcasts during break months, but probably not. That'll probably just get released in the next month if I even do them, and I won't be doing them every break month because it's too much. But anyway, so we will be taking October off. We will also be taking January off and then April and June so that we can get back on track so everything gets on the same 12-month cycle that, so that South America is always in August and so on and so forth. So anyway, we will be off during October. Thank you all for your patience and everything. It's just, um, like I said, we've been doing this every single week for over a year and it's just two of us and when things get crazy in life, it just becomes a bit crazy. And it just makes sense to have a 12-month cycle, and I really wish we'd thought of that early on. But to be honest, we didn't even have our 10-month cycle figured out until, like, what, <laughs> five months in or yeah. something? So this is what happens when you're first-time podcasters. Um, also, um, if it is not up, when is this one going to air? It won't be up by the time this airs, but probably the weekend after or the next week, hopefully. Definitely in October. For I guess the next week is October. <laughs> is it? I think so. I think because this... Is going to air on the 20-something. Oh, yeah. This is fascinating content. Um, Calendars, folks. Let's see. I guess I should just look at that, huh? Because it's only on the 24th. So, yeah. So, in October is when it'll probably go up. Um, We are going to have a website. Yay! 
which will have um, episode guides that will have brief little summaries of all the episodes. So if you're like, oh, what was that episode where they talked about name an animal, Casey? Cock of the Rock. Cock of the Rock. You're like, oh. The trouble is you do have to know what, what like, region that was in, but then you'll go there and be like, South America episodes, and then see a little bit of information. And then um, we'll have pictures of all the animals that we can post <laughs> because cannot get royalty-free um, or public domain pictures for all of the animals. And some of the ones, particularly ones that Casey likes to choose, literally <laughs> just don't even have pictures, and they're in no way any kind of rights that we can get. So um, we're not wealthy. And we don't have the funds to travel abroad. No, to go get... Also, we don't have the funds to get pictures of water bears and colossal squid. I could probably find some. How are we going to get down to get a colossal squid, Casey? How are we going to do that? Well, no, I meant the water bears. It's like, I'm sure I could find one. You just got to get a microscope, We'll find a beach sperm whale somewhere. Great. That's lovely. Anyway, <laughs> do so... Do a dissection. There are definitely some animals that um, we will not be able to have mm. pictures for. Because, again, we don't have a lot of money, so all of our pictures will be either public domain or um, stock photos, or occasionally we will do one where I can list the rights, but um, not that much because it's just a lot of time. So Google is your friend for the ones that we don't have listed. But anyway, for the most part, um, all the pictures of the animals that we discussed, at least the prominent animals that we discussed in that episode, so like our animal of the week, our pics, and if we talked about a dog breed, they will be um, posted along with a brief summary of that episode to kind of help as an episode guide with that and there will be other stuff there as well so um when we actually launch it we can go into more detail but yay we'll have a website in october which is something we've been working on for uh, like two months now <laughs> but it's just been um life getting in the way of getting it done so yay go team but with all that business out of the way <laughs> casey <laughs> what have you been up to since last i saw you so last week, I got to go to Halloween Horror Nights. Jealous? Yes. It was a lot of fun. Do they uh, literally just have the mazes now? Is that all it is? And then the scare actors? Is that yeah. all it is? Yeah, there's also the Jabberwockies. They do have a show with the Jabberwockies there. What? When yeah. did that start? Well, the first time I ever went to Halloween Horror Nights was two years ago. And we, me and my sister decided that's going to be our thing for the Halloween season the from now on. spooky season? Oh, we're not actually in spooky season yet. but We're almost okay. there. We're almost there. It's honorary spooky season. It's spooky season-y. Once the spirit Halloween <laughs> stores start popping up. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And let's see. I'm trying to remember all the mazes. There was The Exorcist. Oh, God. Actually, I've never seen that. Sorry. Wrong. Oh, really? I was thinking of the wrong movie. Um, Haunting on Hill House. I also haven't seen most of these movies, so it would be, like, useless to me. <laughs> Curse of Pandora's Box. Okay. Um, Halloween. Um, ha Michael Myers Returns. Yeah, you always um, have to have a classic in there. Yeah. I guess um, The Exorcist is very much classic, too. Yes, but... it is. I don't think they've ever had The Exorcist in the years I went. They also had A Walking Dead. That used to be, like, they a thing you could do all year round, but now it's just for Horror Nights. Oh, did they close that off during yeah. the... When it's Dude. not Halloween season, it's closed off. It was it was Mummy Forever Go. That oh, one yeah. was really good. That yeah. one was actually scary. Did mm -hmm. I tell you how I wound up jumping on a stranger in that one? No. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, sorry. Quick quick side note here. So we went when I was... It was like our... It was some like drama trip we went. It was like in high school. So we were like 17. And there was a bunch of girls, like our little group. Because you know how you split off when you could, like do school field trip type things. So we yeah. had our little group of like six girls or whatever. So it's like seven, you know, six, 17 year olds. 
and there's like two like 20 somethings in front of us dudes who of course are like you know bigger or whatever mm-hmm. and they would i they're rude first of all also i'm always the like more stereotypical man of the group <laughs> and i always have to like all my friends are usually scared so i have to go in front because i'm the least scared yeah my younger sister makes me take the lead <laughs> yeah that makes sense usually it is just kind of a default male thing which isn't really fair because maybe guys are scared too but usually you're bigger so you know whatever anyway so i always have to go in the front and these guys in front of us would like you know, like, turn it like, bah, and, like, scare us and stuff's happening. Like, so that's on you. Anyway, but, um, so there are a couple places where it was scary, and it was, it was just at the very end. I made it through. It was okay. And it was the very end, and they have these, like, kind of Anubis-like statues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one of these is going to move. And I'm looking at the one that I'm sure is going to move, and I'm like, I don't like it. And I have the thing, like, when I'm in a scary situation, my technique is to get past it as quickly as possible. So many other people wait back. I'm like, you give that thing more power when you sit there (laughs) waiting. I'm like, why are you building up the anticipate? Just go. Just pass it quickly. That also happened on the scary streets of San Francisco because San Francisco gets from a nice neighborhood to a bad neighborhood very quickly. (laughs) Anyway, but, um, and I was like, let's quickly pass this sketchy man, please. Um... But anyway, so I was like, okay, so I'm going to move ahead. So I'm moving ahead. So now I'm a little bit separated from my group because they're all hanging back. And the statue that I thought was going to move did not, but another one did. (laughs) And it scared me. And you know how when you get really scared, it's like people be like in a movie theater and they jump like three rows back. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know what happened. I like jumped like four feet and latched onto the arm of this guy that I do not know. And it was, and he just like, I I was so embarrassed. And he like just looks down and I like, I didn't even look in the eye. I was just like, oh God, I'm holding onto a stranger. And I was like, let go. And I was like, oh, it was so embarrassing. But anyway, I'm sure he didn't mind. But I was just like, I literally, because I just jumped and I was still looking back at it. So I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. I had like perfectly gotten my arms around this guy's arm. I was like, oh, sorry, strange man. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just latched onto you. So sorry. (laughs) Continue. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it was that and then Van Helsing, which wasn't as scary. And then Walking Dead, which was the least scary. Mm -hmm. But it's no longer Walking Dead during normal times. Okay, go for it. But um, they also had the Terror Tram. I was under yeah. the wrong impression. I thought you were stay on there and then pe- actors come up oh, and no, scare no, no. you. Oh, no, no, no. They do a little bit, but you yeah. get to get off and walk. But yeah, it's they take you off to somewhere else and then you go through, and it's the purge. <laughs> you go through oh. a purge party. Yeah, I remember them doing that a lot up top, mm-hmm. but I don't think we had that down below. Yeah. And yeah, different years it's been scarier than other yeah. years. One year was really bad. Yeah, um, and it was funny because there was this one part that's like these people are... Uh, huddled down and like camel gear and stuff like that and they jump in and speak you but my sister she spooks real easily and yeah. she was like pointing them as like I see you I see you I see you there too <laughs> and she's walking by all of them but she misses the very last one yes. and the funny thing is he got up was walking beside me and snuck up behind my sister and they had like these can things yeah, on them and look, yeah. he did it right next to her head and shook it she's like ah! <laughs> That's great. Yep. There's also the, they also had this part in that area where you could go off into a separate line and get a picture with Norman Bates. Yeah, I think they do that every year because mm-hmm. we used to do it back when they had Bill and Ted and it was amazing and Slaughter mm-hmm. World and all of that because we didn't really do many of the mazes, but we do the Terror Tram and some years that was really scary. Mm-hmm. Also, technique for everyone if you're going to like these haunted houses type things like Universal and all the mazes and stuff, my pretty much foolproof technique is I basically go into princess mode. And they don't bother scaring me anymore. So when they come out, I'm like, oh, hello, new friend. <laughs> and they jump out. And I'm like, oh, hi, new friend. And then they're just like, oh, you're lame. I'm not going to do this. I'm like, yeah. ha yay. Now I'm not going to be jumped out at. But I do remember one year, 
we were such scofflaws. My one friend and I, when I was living up in Fullerton, we went and what was the, I think it was House of a Thousand Corpses. Anyway, oh, it was I remember like, that from two it years ago. It was a 3D maze. You had to have like 3D glasses when you went in there and whatever. Anyway, um, also it is 3D because we're, but you know what I mean. Whatever. <laughs> um, but we decided to go in the like priority line and just act confused when we got up there and be like, oh, I didn't realize this was priority. They just, they didn't, they just said go this way. And I was like, we just risk it because it was a two hour plus wait. So I was like, we're no worse off if we have to go back to them line. And they let us in. I was like, fuck yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, You're we, horrible. We went in. I know it's the only time I've done something like that, but I was just like, I'm not waiting two and a half hours. I'm sorry. Um, but that was crazy. I got attacked on three different levels at the same time. Like one person went out of my feet, one came out of like my shoulder, and then one came out like my midsection. I was like, where do you go? Where do I yeah. run to when you're all attacking yeah. me? Anyway. Yeah. I don't scare really easily, and I love being scared. Like, now I want to go yeah. to Halloween Horror Nights with you. Yeah, it's fun. It's there fun. was also, um, one of my favorites was Halloween, because that's one of my favorite horror movies of all mm -hmm. time. And then there was another good one I really liked um, was um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That always smells bad. Uh, oh, yeah, it does smell. Yeah, that one smells bad. <sighs> we also definitely wound up going outside at a cast entrance one day because we got turned around in there. And I was like, I don't think this is where we're supposed to be. We should probably go yeah. back in. Last time was... Um, one of the mazes was us, and I almost got lost and us. walked in. Us. Jordan know. Peele's movie, where there's I've never like heard of us. I've heard of Get Out, which I still haven't seen, and I need to. What I've is wrong with you? I don't know. I have not heard of. But us yeah, at it's all. basically there's a family and they go on vacation somewhere, and there's these duplicates that come after and try to kill them. The duplicates of the family. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Jordan Peele makes good movies. Yeah, I yeah. also just saw um, last week um, Candyman with my sister. The fact that you just like horror movies is like uh, I'm so a weird horror movie me. fanatic. It's so weird to mm. me. <laughs> Why? Uh, no, I mean it's not that weird. It's just that like we're friends and we're completely different <laughs> in so many ways. Because yeah. I don't like them at all. I love horror. I love being scared. So yeah. Do you like musicals and Disney movies? Not really. See, there's some a Disney. Difference. There's a difference. <laughs> I will say Pixar has been disappointing me lately. I watched oh, really? Luca recently and I was like, it's cute, but I feel like I it's have not, not watched it yet. It's not on the same level as so mm -hmm. many of the other movies. So I'm like, I'm kind of. <laughs> it's cute it's cute but like i was just like i'm not yeah. this is not the quality yeah. i'm looking one for. recurring theme though i've noticed with the mazes is well keep in mind i have a sample size of two because i've been twice mm -hmm. the netflix mazes always have the longest wait because first time i went it was the netflix are they yeah. sponsored by netflix no like there's some movie mazes that are netflix movies oh like um or series um, technically okay. they're series okay. um like in 2019 it was stranger things that oh, was long that would have been fun it was fun i really liked it i think that one would have been fun yeah they have all the monsters and stuff mm -hmm. that would have been cool yeah, i would have liked cool. that one and then this time haunting at hill house also had the longest wait at about it was like 105 minutes um when we were waiting that's why we usually didn't, well, that's not the only reason, but that's why we mostly didn't do the mazes because they were always like two-hour waits. So mm -hmm. we would do some of the rides and do the terror tram and do the shows because Bill and Ted was basically the reason we went because it was mm -hmm. so funny. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, but yeah. that doesn't happen anymore. Or Slaughter World. <laughs> so anyway, okay, well, that's yeah. fun. But it was a, an all-around good night. Yeah, it was fun. 
I was exhausted. It was funny though, because once I get in the car, I was like, I am exhausted, and then I would pass out. Who drove? My sister. Oh, it sucks for her. I had, when I worked where we used to work, mm-hmm. one day, I was manager then too, and I did uh-huh. horror nights. And usually we would say until very close, oh my God, dude. <sighs> uh, just reminded me, one friend and I, we must have gone just the two of us. And we, so we would do the last Bill and Ted show, which started basically at closing time, just yeah. right before. So by the time you get out of the show, the park's almost empty. Mm-hmm. Not great. Because they have all the scare actors at the front. So there's two of you. And like 20 scare actors. So you just have to walk down this thing. I like, love that. Who are they going to attack? And I'm terrified of clowns. They always have the clowns out. And I'm just like, I hate it. <laughs> anyway, that happened. But um, but yeah, so we would usually stay till the end. But as I got older, I was like, this is really difficult for me to make it to like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I had work the next day. Mm-hmm. So I literally drove from Halloween Horror Nights. Tried to nap in my car for the 10 minutes before I had to clock in. Clocked in. And then had to work. And then on my lunch break, I told the other managers, because by then other managers had gotten there. I was like, I'm going in the, in the learning room with the lights off to sleep on my break. If I'm not back in a half hour, come get me. I fell asleep. <laughs> and I slept on my break. And that was um, not pleasant. It was, it was funny. Anyway, but yeah. Yeah, this time was um, the lines were worse because we went on a weekend. Because no, yeah, my be sister worse, yeah. now only gets weekends off. And mm-hmm. last time we went during weekday. Yeah, weekdays are definitely better mm-hmm. for sure. I like they used to do fun things. I think they did it during the day at Universe because we had passes forever ago. Um, I think they would do like fun, like zombie dancers and stuff during oh, the yeah. day. And I, I don't know if they came out at night too, but then we'd have to like leave the park to come back in because they kick everyone out and then you come back in. But anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, good times. Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, we should go sometime. It'd be fun. I want to see you get scared. You'll see me go into princess mode to just get them to leave me alone. It's very effective. <laughs> That'll ruin it for me. <laughs> You must be terrified. <laughs> no. My other absolute favorite thing was to people watch. Dude, do it. Mm-hmm. Sit by where the, like, marquee is, like, um, kind of by, it was Cartooniversal, that shop. I don't know if it is anymore. Mm-hmm. Kind of where, like, the sign for Waterworld is, and you would go back to Waterworld. But that, oh, like, yeah. middle area right there. If you sit right there, because usually it's Purge, and people will go and, like, attack people. And I love seeing the men who get scared shitless yes. and then have to bro it up and like puff out their chest and be like, oh, I'm cool. Yeah. And it was the funniest thing. Yeah. I would die. And like their girlfriends would be like, ah, and that was it. And they would like freak out and then have to be like, I'm macho. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, just just go with it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, crazy times. But just seeing the posturing. We're talking about animals. This is an animal podcast. Yeah. The way I just love, I'm so entertained by men posturing all of the time. <laughs> You see it all the time. I remember watching my friend's boyfriend's volleyball game, and it's like they all puff up at certain times, and like, and I'm like, you're such a fucking peacock. Like, what are you doing? Comete. And same thing with like horror nights. They're just like, get scared, and they're like, oh, I'm so bad. I'm like, please, just take it easy. Just be normal. <laughs> yeah. That is one thing I would love to do is if I could be a scarer there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people go for those jobs. Yeah. Kind of dangerous, though, because you can definitely get punched in the face. We did have mm. one time we went, though, and... I forget what happened, but he, like, jumped out at my one friend. And I forget what she did, but she's like, oh, sorry, I have a cough, obviously, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, do you want some vitamin C? <laughs> <laughs> like, broke character and offered her some vitamin C. <laughs> oh, God. So funny. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm like, you're my kind of actor. You're probably yeah. just like, oh, God, girl, I have it all yeah. backstage. <laughs> the thing I like about, like, Horror Nights compared to, like, scary farm and some mm-hmm. of the other parks is like they have the 
mazes with like iconic horror figures, whereas like those places just random generic generic monsters yeah i've only done knots knots is better though because there's more rides Mm -hmm. to do so you have that aspect but yeah they were kind of generic but there was one that i liked i only went once and it was like a sort of like an insane asylum like victorian era like insane asylum that one was pretty cool Mm -hmm. but anyway yeah but definitely i think i think atmosphere wise horror nights is the best yes for sure i haven't done um six flags though i want to do that Mm -hmm. mostly because their rides are the best also just haven't been to six flags in forever can we just Uh, that was my um that was my grad night. Oh. We had kind of a lame grad night. We were at yeah. a bowling alley. I want a DVD. What? Player. Yeah, we started at the high school, and then, like, a, a um, hypnotist guy came, and we did that, and then they loaded us on the bus, and we went to the it's a bowling alley in, like, San Marcos. And they had, like, rock climbing outside and stuff, so that was fun, and we did mm-hmm. that and, like, other stuff. But you're basically at a bowling alley all night. Like, I love bowling, but, like, for my grad night? No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they obviously like mine sucked compared to my sister's because she went to California Adventure in Disneyland and they got to stay like the whole night and us it was just a couple hours. Yeah, I didn't want to do Disney. We most of us didn't want to do Disney. Oh really? Yeah, we didn't want to. Because it's just, and also if you ever go to Disney with grad nights, it's miserable. Like it's so crowded and awful, and it's just like, ugh, no. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really want to do Disney. It was probably a lot cheaper too. I'm sure it costs us less money. So. But yeah, but I won a DVD player because I did multiple raffles, and I was like, oh shit, I won something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever really used it, but you know, that's fine. But the rock climbing was really fun, but there yeah. was one part, I'm short, right? So they have like the different sides, it's like easier, medium, and harder, and there's one that comes out, and like you have to go like, you know, over a hump type thing. And I was so close, but I was like, I literally can't reach that. <laughs> like, I cannot go from this foothold and this handhold and actually reach, like, I cannot reach this. So I was like, all I can do is try to jump. If this is the real world, I would have died. Um, but I was like, all I can try to do is jump and get it. And I tried and I missed. Mm-hmm. So then I have like the dramatic Mufasa falling to your death situation. Have you seen that the Olympics now has rock climbing? Like actual rocks or like a wall? No, it's like the wall. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Some of that stuff's real, real difficult. And then you're, mm-hmm. dude, and then that was like the night before we had to start moving into an apartment and my forearms were dying because rock climbing, if yeah. you've not done it, kills your forearms. And then I had to like pick up boxes all day. And I'm like, this is misery. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, reminiscing. Yay. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween Horror Nights though. Super fun. Yay. Yes. Go team. I recommend. I think we should maybe next year if COVID's under control. We No, I don't have that much money. We should, I was gonna say, we should try to do all of them because I really want to do Boogie Bash too, really What's bad. Boogie Bash? That's the Disney one. Oh. They have special parades and like special characters come out that don't usually come out and they give you a shit ton of candy and then you have the rides, obviously. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I wanna do, but obviously it's not as scary because kids. Yeah. But that's the only time that adults can dress up as Disney characters and go. Oh. Like you can actually fully dress like a Disney character because mm. you're not allowed to otherwise. Yeah. Anyway, little kids get to, whatever. Um, mm. But yeah, so I wanna do that one. I wanna do. Um, Six Flags one, and then obviously Universal is the best. Yeah, not Scary Farm. Like if you've done Six Flags, you don't need to do Not Scary Farm because yeah. the rides are better. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Well, speaking of Halloween though, very much sticking to Halloween. I probably won't have a party to go to because you know COVID. But I was like, I'm gonna make a costume anyway, sort of. So I've decided that I don't know. You're gonna have to let us know, listeners, if any of you actually play D and D or watch Critical Role. But I'm gonna do an <laughs> obscure thing that no one's gonna know. <laughs> I'm going to be trinket for Halloween. So I ordered this um, bear kind of like pajama, like a onesie pajama situation. I'm about to sneeze. I'm trying to fight it off. Hang on. Hey, you. Bless you. 
Thank you. I'm just gonna let that sell before I infect you with COVID. Just kidding. Mm. Okay. Um. Anywho, so I ordered a bear like onesie type costume thing. I have to show that to you. I should have brought it in here so I could show it. Anyway, um. So I'm gonna. I have that because obviously I don't have the time or money to make a bear costume. Also, when will I ever use that again? So I'm gonna have my little like onesie pajama y thing. And then I'm going to have to make some armor, which will be my first time trying to, like, actually style, like, the Eva foam, whatever the stuff is people, like, actual cosplayers use. Oh, yeah. Because I've always wanted to get into cosplay, but it's, like, so intimidating. I'm like, I'll just start with just this little armor for Trinket. Um, because one of my friends Trinket is a cosplayer, armor. and one time she went less toothless. That's cute. Yeah. I just, like, a lot of cosplay is anime, and I don't know yeah. anime or particularly like anime. So. I used to when I was a little kid, when I was younger, but, like, in school, and I got yeah. So all <laughs> too of my much stuff is like keep up with it. the like more sci-fi type, fantasy type movies and TV shows, and then obviously Disney. But mm -hmm. anyway, um, but yeah, so it'll be my first time trying to use that. So I'm excited to try it. I'll have to post a picture, and I'll actually post our pictures from before because mm -hmm. I failed last year. Anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, so I'm gonna do that. But so my my bear thing came in. And I tried it on to see, because I didn't know what size to order, because I'm like, it's one of those, like, baggy things. So I'm like, I don't know. So, um, anyway, so I tried it on, and Tiger Lily was coming toward my room, and I heard her, because her nails need to be trimmed, I heard her outside my door, and I'm like, hi, honey. And I peeked out, and this bear costume has, like, a hood with, like, ears and, like, kind of a face on it. And she was, obviously, can't see my face, but she was not having it. She was scared. <laughs> she, like, pulled back and, like, was slowly backing away. And I was like, honey, and I like, reached out to her, and she ran and took off. Which, to be fair, she doesn't like to be picked up anyway, but... And then I yeah. walked out, and because I was <laughs> showing her, I was like, Tiger Lily, what's up? And she looked at me and ran again. <laughs> so she's not a fan of bear costume. Yeah. She does not like it. When I had my dog, and I wore... I had a... I think it was my dinosaur costume. It was like, mm -hmm. it would freak him out, even though I could just take... Because it's just a hood that has the dinosaur head, then I could take Oh, it does off it, like, come like, out, though? Yeah, it comes further? out. Further? Okay, yeah. yeah. But one of my funniest mask takeoff stories is one time i went um trick-or-treating as a room reaper and um so my it was basically a robe and then a faceless cloth thing that went over my head mm -hmm. one time i went to this and i went to this one house and this little girl was giving out candy and i could tell by looking at her she was afraid of me because a faceless figure in yeah. a dark cloak also death literal death <laughs> yeah. coming for her and then i took off my mask and that is when she starts to cry well you beheaded yourself <laughs> I would be upset too. Or else, that's also just insulting. Like your face was worse than yes. <laughs> She's like, put that back on, please. Yeah. How old was she? I don't know. Like a it little, was... little. Maybe six or seven. Okay. A bit younger, maybe. All right. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, so I we'll... might do John Hammond this year. Yeah, right. Okay, we talked. I was like, why Why was I thinking of John Cain when he said a, that? I was like, why? Well, my Christmas <laughs> presents is this cane that has an ember with a mosquito in it. Yeah. Can I be... Oh, that'd be an easy costume. I'm not blonde, though. I'd just be... What's your yeah. name? Tay Leone's character. And I'm thinking about maybe, like, fine... Because I still... My Michael Myers costume is basically the mask I got online, and then I got the I bought a jumpsuit from Dickies, I think, mm -hmm. and so I was thinking about like making it so it, I can stick that up in my window <laughs> to scare kids that might walk by. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you we don't do get trick or treaters really anymore. We used to a long time ago. Really, out in the boonies, we never got them. We also had a gate though. Yeah. So. Well, it's not really boonies, but we would. One year we set up near the front of our driveway and gave out candy. <laughs> um 
it was funny one time because one of my friends from school walked by it and she did have no clue that it was me because I was in costume and it's like, hey, and said her name and she freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I would too. Like, why are you talking to me? Yeah. Wow, you actually live close enough to people out there that they well, can not... treat. We had yeah. a drive. Like, get a mm-hmm. drive. There's nowhere to, you can't walk. Yeah. Well, it's weird because there's like this part of Fallbrook that looks real trashy and ghetto, but then you, it's not even, it's a very short drive. It looks a bit like the houses down in Temecula. It's weird. Really? Yes. That like seems nice weird houses. As like, where, are, am I still in Fallbrook? Where but is like, this? The houses in Temecula are usually <laughs> huge out there, though. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, we had a drive, except for that one, when I went to one friend's house, she had a neighbor who, I think I've said this before, but she would get, it was like a gas station, like, she mm-hmm. had all the full-size candy bars on her, probably because nothing made people go. <laughs> Usually, did you ever go to Escondido, into um, Old Town Escondido? Mm-mm. The Victorian houses? Dude, <laughs> they were so good down there. They would have oh, the yeah. best candy out there, so, like, my dad would take me to go trick-or-treating there, and then, um... And this one Victorian house, like, they they would go all out for Halloween, all out for Christmas. It was so great. Like, they had the best decorations. I want, like, assuming I can someday afford to have my own house. Right. I want to go, like, full out on Halloween. Same. And have even, like, a part of my yard where it's, like, a haunted house. Yeah, I want, like, a mini maze type thing. I would love to do that. I want to have all the things. I love, did you see the one? So off topic. Sorry, folks. Um... Where it's, um, oh, I see, I remember seeing it posted on Facebook, and it's like you use chicken wire mm-hmm. to make ghosts, essentially. I saw it. I know. I'm like, I want to do it Yes, so me bad. too. <laughs> but it's like, where am I going to put this stuff on the off season? I'm out of storage. Yeah, storage is a big problem with yeah. a lot of decorations. That's true. That would, You'd probably have to just make it yeah. and talk, or like, I guess you could recycle. I think you can recycle chicken wire. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, but I was like, I want to do that Yeah, so I saw that. I know the video you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or do like some haunted mansion type stuff out mm-hmm. in the front would be so fun. I would do that and have like people like from different eras would be really yeah. fun. Anyway, okay. Well, Halloween, obviously we're excited about Halloween, even though yeah. it's a while away, but it's the best holiday. It's my favorite. Um, Same. But um, okay, we should move on though into actual animal things. <laughs> At least my Halloween costume is animal related. Mine technically is a bit. I have an animal in my costume. I mean, <laughs> sort of, but you're, I guess sort of. He oversees that. Okay, anyway, but Casey. No, it's like a real mosquito, my cane. Okay, I, okay. That's, so that's, it... that's pushing it. <laughs> that's really pushing it. I'm a bear with armor on that I have to figure out how to make in like three weeks, so that'll be fun. Mm. And then see if I even have anywhere to wear it. It's okay. It's still Just a chance go to into Walmart pack. one day, Tristan. I would never go. I, I avoid Walmart as often as possible. Um, can I go to the animal park dressed up? That would weird a lot of animals out. That'd be warm, though. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. On to what you wanted to talk about. Yes. So some local, not local. It's local to the area we're talking about, technically. Okay. <laughs> but there's been changes into some EU feed laws. The European Union gave authorization for European farmers to use insect protein in poultry and pig feed. Why would they not want to do that? I don't know. Because people are course, like, maybe bugs. safety reasons, and honestly, their safety is like overzealous, oh, in my okay. opinion. Um, and this was added to several measures that have already increased the presence of insects in the European market, as the EU has previously permitted insect feed in the fish industry. And allowed the sale of mealworms for human consumption. The EU has also ruled that along with mealworms, crickets and locusts are also safe for human consumption. But they haven't authorized it for sale for some reason. 
according to what I could find. Hmm. Okay. And so far, it has been shown that insects being used as feed has a greater commercial potential as it has been estimated that the insect feed market may reach 500,000 tons by the year 2030. Wow. Yes. How and, are they going to come up with all these insects? Are they farming them? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, you farm insects and they don't take up nearly as much space. As cows. <laughs> yes. However, this is the first time I'm using two articles. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is my rebuttal. The oh. greatest impact for... To helping the environment will be the direct consumption of insects by humans as a protein replacement. Researchers have studied how insect protein use may reduce people's carbon footprint, and they have found that insects had the greatest potential to reduce food-related carbon footprints if they were consumed directly or processed as food. Some ways in which you can eat them could be fresh or you by drying them out and processing them into a flour. Oh. It's good. So technically, with everything I'm dealing with right now, I could eat bugs. Yeah. Because they're not processed, mm -hmm. and it's just protein. Mm -hmm. Great. Some are good. You say that like you've just eat like pick them up off the ground and. Well, eat I've them. eaten insects plenty of times before. But but off the ground. Well, no. Yeah, then it's gonna be processed. No. Did always. you used to steal some of the crickets from work and eat them? No, but I, I got paid free. two bucks to eat some superworms. Ew, that's disgusting. Were they alive? That's mean. Yeah. That's mean. You kill it first. You better kill it real quick. Yeah, jump, jump. They're crunchy. Oh, my God. Oh, gross. But, Ew. yeah, I've also had, like, scorpion lollipops before. I've and, like, the old, seasoned, uh, some kind of larva. I can't remember. But it was when we had a potluck at my school for my biology course. Nope. I've had cricket, flower, um, they're called chirps. They're chip that's made with cricket flour i like the barbecue one they're expensive but if they could get it onto a um economy of scale then it would get much cheaper hmm. and you get some more protein yay yes and prof professor i'm going to butcher his name bodo steiner from the university of Helsinki in finland stated that the results from their study showed that insect protein as a food is more sustainable than to use it as a replacement for soybean meal in animal feed hmm. this is important because there has been an increase in deforestation with the increased use of soybean cultivation to serve as a protein source for livestock there are also eu delegates working on getting authorizations to add dried tenebrio molitor larvae to the eu market as well this has also been assisted by the fact there is now an insect producer in French that became the first European insect producer that was authorized to sell insects for the purpose of human consumption. Okay. And there has been progress to, made to expand the insect food market in Europe, but it still comes down to policymakers to give authorization for many insects. And there are still several species safe for consumption, but there still needs to be some adjustment for the western palate especially as there is a need for an alternative animal protein source i feel like they should just allow it like mm -hmm. it's up to you if you're going to eat it yeah. so unless they think that restaurants and stuff are just going to start using cricket powder or cricket, cricket flour for all their stuff and you know people don't know they're eating you bugs. get protein with your pasta that way <laughs> okay yeah but yeah you can buy at least in the states you can buy cricket flour Good times. Yeah, it's it sounds good. super appealing. I mean, there's a reason for it, but yeah. I just... Also, it's safer than eating, like, animal livestock. 
because we're so distantly related, there's not really any pathogens that could transfer over. Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. You mean I'm not closely related to a cricket? What? No, you're not. <sighs> I won't be able to make little cricket noises. Uh, anyway. All right, so that's that's it on the on the buggy stuff. So they've yes. they've moving steps toward it essentially. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I have a really depressing story today. <laughs> Yay! Change of pace. Change of pace. I know. I, I actually passed this one because I was like, that is horribly depressing, and then I couldn't find anything that I liked. So I was like, all right, I guess we're doing this depressing story. So the headline. This is from Live Science. I will um, link it on our social media and when the website is up also all the links to the articles that we talk about and resources and all that um resources sources whatever will be um attached to those episode guides too so you can always go back and see the articles as long as they don't take them down um that we were talking about so the headline is it's pretty sad guys slaughter of more than 1400 dolphins in the faroe Islands sparks condemnation worldwide no shit <laughs> so i remember seeing this too because whale wars yeah. Focus on it. I think for the pilot whales. Yeah, most for one season. Mostly they um over in the Pharaohs they go after pilot whales. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll get into this a little bit and talk about a little bit of the history of why they do that and everything. Anyway, so hunters in the Faroe Islands riding speedboats and jet skis ambushed and slaughtered a super pod of more than fourteen hundred white sided dolphins on Sunday, September twelfth leading to outcry from conservationists and even some supporters of the archipelago, I can't say archipelagos, <laughs> centuries-old tradition of killing the marine animals for food. The dolphins' bloody, lacerated corpses have been left lined up on the beach following the kiss, the kisses, the killings. Wow. Anyway, um, the scale of the slaughter drew outrage from conservationists, pharaohs, natives, and pro-hunting parties alike. The Sea Shepherd Conservation Society described the killings as a massacre, which is accurate. Um... I think this is where they will, yeah, this is where they actually get into why they do this in general. Um, so dolphin hunting is an ancient tradition in the Faroe Islands, an autonomous territory of Denmark, located between Norway, Scotland, and Iceland, that dates back to Viking times, because the Vikings were so nice and not slaughtery at all. Anyway, known as, oh boy, Grindadrop, something like that, or just the grind, um, the controversial custom involves driving pilot whales or other large dolphin species into the island's fjords, in order to kill them with a specialized lance. It is the only indigenous whaling practice still undertaken in Western Europe. So anyway, actually I guess this does get into it more. So ordinarily the butcher dolphin meat is proportioned, not proportioned, portioned out to help feed the community. But some worry that this year's haul will be far too much for the archipelagos. I can't again. Archipelagos, <laughs> why? Why is this hard? <sighs> Roughly 53,000 yeah. residents, according to Pharaoh's locals interviewed by the Danish newspaper, Extra, it looks like extra. Bladet. Bladet? Anyway, so um, basically, the point is like, this is a tradition that they do, which is really awful when you see it in Whale Wars, too. Um, but they basically slaughter them and eat them for food, and it lasts them for a long time. So, my general thing is like, if it's not an endangered animal and you're actually going to use the animal fully and eat it, like, you know, just make the death quick. Mm -hmm. But how are you going to eat? 1,400 dolphins. You cannot eat that much. So that is bullshit and insane. So, I mean, I don't like that tradition anyway, but, like, I can't really say you can't do it. Also, Spain, don't like you. Sorry. The way you treat animals. Yeah. That's not the only thing. <laughs> There's a lot of other <laughs> shit over there. Like, really not happy with that. So I was always like, let's go to Spain. I'm like, oh, the architecture and everything would be beautiful and, like, music and so many cultural things. But that, no. Um, 
A lot of Latin places, too, are like that. Anyway, um, so, anyway, the main point here is that there's no way they're going to be able to eat this much. So, they just murdered an entire super pot. Also, like, what makes you excited to kill off an entire pot? I can't imagine ever... I can imagine you need to go hunt and make food. But also, today, there's no reason for that, really. Um... But, like, if you want to keep your tradition alive of, like, having to hunt to survive, fine. But you don't need to kill a massive group. Like, you're not going to feed that many people with that. Um, so, anyway, they said that, according to locals, the hunters vastly underestimated the size of the pod. It was a big mistake. This person's name that I can't pronounce. Oliver Sardarberg. Mm-hmm. The chairman of the Pharaoh's Whalers Association told the BBC, basically because people get out there and they get in a murder frenzy and don't pay attention. Anyway, so um, essentially they didn't realize how how big the pod was and they went crazy. So now the hunters never are concerned that obviously this has been something that's been controversial for a long time and people want them to stop. But now this is obviously going to give way more fuel to everyone calling for them to stop. Yeah. It's like you killed way more than you could possibly eat, so... It's pretty bad, even if the people who do this are like, that was too much. <laughs> but, um, so, I mean, sorry, I kind of hope it gets shut down totally. Or at least they do some sort of, you know, actual regulation on it where, you know, you can only do so many. But anyway, so, yeah, 14. Can you just imagine just massacring 1,400 elephants and being cool with that? I can't, like, yeah. even any yeah. animal. I can't mm -hmm. imagine doing that to feed that, like, you can't feed that many people. Like, it's just so stupid. Mm -hmm. Also, I just, I don't know. Just murdering animals is not something yeah. I'm okay with. But, mm -hmm. hey, you got to eat, you got to eat. But, you yeah. know, that's ridiculous. So I will link that um, article. Um, nice and depressing. Yeah. <laughs> really great. It's the, I read into the article. Okay? It's the largest slaughter they've done to date. Well, yeah, I would Previously, hope so. it was 1,200 pilot whales, and that was decades ago. Yeah, which also, like, how could you do that and not think that that's going to mm -hmm. fuck up? The, like population mm -hmm. and you think these things are going to come back and you're going to be able to do this consist like keep yeah. doing it you that's a limited not a limited resource but like you have to let them reestablish and repopulate mm -hmm. and if you wipe out entire pods massive pods yeah thing with i don't know about white-sided dolphins but i know specifically with pilot whales they are very susceptible to mass strandings so if you were to try to try to take a portion of the pod it wouldn't matter. All the other ones would just come up and beach themselves. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, it's a, it's a hot mess. But um, killing whales and mm -hmm. stuff and ocean animals is a famous literary book. This is my transition today. Do you like this? All right. Um, that I've not read, but it's obviously a famous one. And that was a pilot whale. Anyway, mm -hmm. I did learn that from that one episode of Secrets of Whales. Moby Dick. He was a he was a pilot whale. What? Not is that's not the is that the whale's name? Moby Dick is the whale, right? I don't remember. I haven't read the book. You sure about that? They said, and, and the thing they said he was a pilot whale. That's bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> well then they're lying. Oh, he's gonna look it up right now. I'm, I'm trying positive to. Positive. It's a sperm whale. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. It was a sperm whale. <laughs> it was a sperm. I'm sorry. It was a sperm whale because that's what I was watching that video okay. on. I'm sorry. I lied to you. I totally lied to you. Anyway, um, okay, this is a great transition. It's working out really well. So anyway, Moby Dick, animals appear in literature. So I got to choose our topic this week for our favorites. And I chose favorite European animal that appears in literature. <laughs> this one I struggled. Yeah, also, we'll have to, um, we'll say what you said first, and then we'll clarify. No, I, I will, exp I just added that one to second. 
What? Yeah, initially I put just the first one. I'm very confused. Okay, See, continue on. Left to right is what I put first. See? And yeah. then... Yeah, you're showing me the same thing. This makes no sense. What? <laughs> you said I put the other one. Whatever. No, I just say what you're <laughs> so confusing. The common raven. <laughs> okay, but the reason you chose a common raven was Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. But then, and I saw that you did the European badger. Okay. And I remember the association. It's like, oh, because oh, I already saw the I see. Okay. emblem on my watch, which yeah. no longer works for some reason. So sad. And it looks like a raven. Yeah, it's weird that Ravenclaw is an eagle and not a raven. But yeah. anyway, um, but obviously Edgar Allan, Ed, what? Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe's um, super famous, yeah. <laughs> the raven. There we go. Tell us about ravens, Casey. Yes. So Aren't they the ones that understand physics or something? Or is that a crow? Yay, ravens. Yeah. It might be a crow, too. Okay. But, yeah, the scientific name, it's specifically the common raven because there's about, like, seven different species called ravens. Okay. And its scientific name is Corvus corax. It is one of the most widely distributed birds and is found throughout most of North America and Eurasia, as well as parts of North Africa. They are a highly adapted species and live in a large range of habitats, including boreal forests, coastlines, tundra, and deserts. They're about 60 to 66 centimeters long, and they have a wingspan of about 1.2 to 1.4 meters. Okay. And they weigh a little over one kilogram. In the wild, they are known to live up to 13 years, and in captivity, they have been reported living into their 40s. Okay. And they are primarily a monogamous species that often mates for life. The female is responsible for incubating the eggs, but both parents will raise the chicks once they are hatched. Good job, parents. Mm -hmm. And the young will often stick around for several months to even a couple years before setting out on their own. Wow. Mm -hmm. And they are omnivorous species and eat a large variety of food, including arthropods, amphibians, mammals, and other birds, as well as fruits and seeds. But a large part of their diet consists of carrion, and hence why they're known as scavengers. Okay. And even though they are known as scavengers, they will cooperate to hunt down prey to, that is lar too large for a single individual to take down. And I've also seen them do this by attacking smaller birds. That's crazy. It's a yep. little scary, man. Mm -hmm. They will also prey on eggs and nestlings of other birds when the parents aren't present. And they are among the most intelligent animals on the planet. They have been observed in Japan, and they've been observed dropping nuts from telephone wires onto the road to let cars crush them. They've also been shown to be able to use tools like sticks in order to get food out of tight places. Are able to recognize individual human faces and associate them with previous beneficial or negative experiences. Hmm. There's one well-known experiment in which people would just walk by, do nothing, um, and leave the crows alone, and then they come back, but wearing these scary masks, and then they would harass the crows and the crows, sorry, ravens. <laughs> They've also done this with crows. Would associate the one the mask with doing. Bad things, things to them. And they've also shown this with, like, crows associating when um, there was another experiment with crows. And instead, when the lady wore the mask, they were hauling a taxidermy crow. So they associated the human with death. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
They have also, and as Ali said, they have been shown to understand basic physics. And one experiment, what they did is they put this little plastic tube, and there was a nut at the bottom. It was too deep for it to just grab with its beak, um, but it was in water. And so what they would do is they would give them rocks, and they would take the rocks, drop it in, and it would displace the water, and it would get higher and higher until they were able to get the nut. Nice. Yes. And they've also been able to deter distinguish density because they would give them different objects to put into the water. And after one or two trials, they'll figure out which one's denser and will be allow them to displace water faster than the other. Is the nut floating at the top of the water? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a little bit of water at the bottom, and then the nut's floating on top, and then they add the rocks. Okay, okay. They are currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List, and global population is currently increasing. Go Ravens! Yes. I chose... Um, I, I kind of just wanted an excuse to do this animal, because I was looking for, like, European animals, and then I was like, let's not just say European animal, that's ridiculous. So I narrowed it down a little bit. But anyway, I chose the European Badger because they're adorable. And they are, of course, the mascot for the Hufflepuffs in Harry Potter. My sister's a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff is my second favorite house. And I am, that's my secondary house. Like we oh, do yeah. mixing. I'm a Gryffindor. Well, so I'm a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw is not a mix. Ravenclaw I know, I'm just saying what my house was. Oh, okay. Your general I house is Ravenclaw. <laughs> that is your mix house. I don't know. I don't know what you'd be. I feel like you'd probably have some Slytherin in you, honestly. <laughs> anyway, back to the animal. <laughs> so their scientific name is Meles Meles. I yeah. don't know. It's great. Whatever mm. it is. It is widely distributed throughout most of Europe. They live in a large variety of habitats, but primarily live in deciduous and conifer forest. Really? The yawning? I have no caffeine, so it's not surprising, but really, right now? Anyway. Um, yes, so conifer forest, but they also live in grassland-like habitat. They are 75 to 100 centimeters long. They weigh 8 to 12 kilograms, and on average, they typically live 5 to 8 years. The oldest individual in captivity lived to be 19, so go you, little badger. Anyway, they are one of the larger species of mustelids and are related to other mammals like polecats, weasels, and otters. I feel like we've covered all of these guys in Europe because we've done the stoat, we've done the marten, we've done the mink, polecat. and polecat, which all basically look like ferrets. But we've anyway. done an otter. We haven't done an otter, that's true, that's true. Anyway, back to this. Um, so, obviously they are related to those animals. However, they belong to a group of muslids known as Muslim, muslimorphs, right? Muslimorphs. Muslimorphs. Really? With E? Okay. <laughs> muslimorphs. That makes it dumber. I think muslimorphs is better, but whatever. Anyway, like the American badger, they're European. They're? Okay. Like the American badger, the European badger is much stockier and more robust than their weasel like relatives. They are omnivorous and will eat a wide variety of food, including rodents, rabbits, beetles, cherries, and berries. Yay, rhyming. But the majority of their diet consists of earthworms. Unlike many other mustelids in Europe, the European badger is very gregarious, especially in areas where there are plentiful resources, with a group typically consisting of six individuals. In these groups, there is usually a more dominant breeding pair that will mate in much higher frequency than the others. The... Excuse me, I'm going to yawn again. Why? We needed to give you a caffeine IV. I can't have caffeine right now. Not even if it's intravenous? I don't know. Maybe I can that way. I don't know. 
Mm. Sucks, man. Anyway, okay. Um, where was I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the sociality of this species depends on where they live. Areas with a higher population density tend to be more social, while those living in areas with lower density will tend to be solitary. That makes all of the sense. Anyway, um, food availability is also a factor. When resources become more scarce, a clan of badgers may return to living a solitary lifestyle. I feel like that's all animals, basically. Mm-hmm. If things are scarce, you're going to be a little less social. Lions tend to stick together because <laughs> they can't take anything down that's on their true. own. They could take small things down on their own, but it's yes, easier but if you can Yes, but that's like them. a wolf chasing after a mouse. You're not going to get any caloric benefit. That's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway. there's That's actually a principle in biology. I can't remember what it's called, but like once you get above a certain size, you can't be hunting these tiny little prey items. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Anyway, um, group living isn't always ideal either. Really? I have a yawn fit right now. Group living isn't always ideal either, since the dominant female is usually the only female to breed, and it is not uncommon for the dominant female to kill the cubs of others in the group. Well, that's bitchy. Don't do that. And when it comes to animals in social groups, it's a lot more often that a female will kill the pups, um, because a female will know if they're her little or not, whereas a male has no clue. Wow. Assuming they're not monogamous. Crazy. Anyway, um, the European badger is currently listed as the least concerned by the IUCN red list, and the population is currently stable. So, woohoo. I was surprised to learn that they're very different from the American badger. Yeah. They're so cute. Yeah. They're just adorable in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I guess we'll, we'll do this now, Casey. Hmm? All right, here we go. Are you ready for this? Sure. Did you? <laughs> I don't think this is actually accurate. We'll have to look up the accuracy of this, but All I find right. it funny. Did you know that a raven has 17 rigid tail feathers called pinions, while a crow only has 16? The difference between a raven and a crow is just a matter of... Wait, what? Say that again. Okay. So a raven has 17 rigid tail feathers called pinions, Okay. while a crow only has 16. So the difference between a raven and a crow is just a matter of... Opinion. Yay! I feel like that's not actually true, but no, I was... because there's tons of raven and crow species. But I was entertained by it anyway. Yeah. I just liked it being a matter of opinion. <laughs> anyway. But here's a little fun fact: uh, raven is a songbird. Really? Yeah. And yeah. Not all songbirds not... sing. It's a group called uh, Passer and I. Are crows also songbirds? Yes, they're in the same group. Crows and ravens just confuse the shit out of me. They're so yep. similar. Anyway. All right, but that brings us to our Animal of the Week. Yes. Oh, my gosh, she's excited about this one. And our Animal of the Week this week is... The Box-Headed Blood Bee. The Box-Headed Blood Bee. I have to say that was not your best drumming. <laughs> but you can put it away. It's Don't hit the drum. Anyway, the Box-Headed Blood Bee. This sounds not nice. So... Well, I really wanted to do it because I did a... Uh, presentation on these for my invertebrate zoology course. Okay, all right. And we're very proud of my work. You, you, okay, good. You tell us about them. <laughs> yes, so these guys come from the order Hymenoptera, which okay. are the wasps, and they come from the family Helictidae, which is the second most diverse group of bees. Okay. Who's the first most diverse group of bees? Apidae. Oh, I don't remember any of these things. <laughs> anyway, continue on. Okay, bee families are easy to remember because there's only seven. Sure. Sure. Dude, there's... 
When oh. am I going to use that in my life, Casey? I'm not going to use that in my life. I'm going to so get sung by a bee. I'm not going to like, oh, that's an adiptity or whatever it is. <laughs> because it's fun being a human encyclopedia. Okay, great. <laughs> Continue on. Yes, and the species name is Spicotes manilocornis. Spicotes manilocornis? What? Spicotes manilocornis. Spicotes manilocornis. Yes. Go team. Okay. Yes, they are paleoctic bee species. They are found in Great Britain, and they are also found in Europe as far north as Finland, and range extends to Central Asia and North Africa. They have predominantly a more open habitat, including heaths, grassland, as well as the edge of woodlands, and they can sometimes be found in gardens. Okay. They are small bee species, as most sweat bees are, and they are only about 10 millimeters in size. Oh, do do. Someday I'm going to remember to have a ruler here. <laughs> I know where it is. It's just not accessible right now. Yeah. And they are sexually dimorphic, as males are smaller than the females. And males also have a little rest, less red color on their abdomen. Okay. And like all bee species, they are herbivorous and feed on the nectar of various flower species. Okay. <laughs> they get the name blood bee from the fact that they have a blood red color on their abdomen, but do not drink blood. Okay, good. Like other insects, they don't really have blood. <laughs> they have a fluid in their body known as hemolymph, which transports waste and nutrients throughout the body. Okay. And they do have a circulatory vessel and a heart, but unlike vertebrates, they have an open circulatory system. Oh, okay. Yeah, which means that the hemolymph is not enclosed in veins and arteries like ours, but the vessels are open and the hemolymph freely circulates through the body and the organs kind of just soak in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, unlike vertebrates, they do not have hemoglobin, but have a protein called hemocyanin. Hemocyanin? Hemocyanin. Oh, hemocyanin. Yes. Like cyanide? Yes. Cool. It is a copper-based protein that functions similar in hemoglobin in that they move oxygen around the body, though it's not as efficient as hemoglobin. And this trait also sets them apart from many insects, as most insects' blood does not transport oxygen and get their oxygen through simple diffusion, which is basically molecules randomly moving around. <laughs> okay. And they get into the body through their open tracheal system, which basically there's a bunch of tiny holes all over their body called spiracles. Oxygen gets through there, and it extends into this internal network, and then oxygen just goes throughout the whole body. Didn't the rays have spiracles? Yes, but very different kind of spiracles. I, I know because I'm like, that's not a little tiny hole. But yeah, okay, no, those two. spiracles pump water over their gills. Oh, okay, okay. These function very different. But they're called the same. Yes, and plants <gasps> also have spiracles. Why? <laughs> so complicated. Anyway, Because biologists aren't very original. <laughs> oh, my God. You need to make that stuff obviously different. <laughs> yeah. Also, stop naming things things that they aren't. Like maned wolves or pronghorn antelopes. Yeah. And the reason for this is likely to the fact that bees are highly efficient flyers and require more oxygen than other insects. Okay. And the hemocyanin protein seems to have evolved independently of hemoglobin based on scientific evidence. And hemocyanin is actually found in both arthropods and mollusks, but they are very different from each other and likely evolved independently of each other. Okay. This protein is also the reason why animals like horseshoe crabs and lobsters have blue blood. Oh. Yeah, because of the copper. Oh. 
Oh, that's fun. Yep. Unlike other bee species, though, this species has very little hair on its legs for, for collecting pollen. And this is because they do not provision that for their own young because they are kleptoparasites. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> so now there's going to be a bee that's like one of these freaking wasps. Okay, yeah. great. So after a female has mated, she will find a host bee's nest. And after avoiding the host bee, it will lay an egg in one of the brood cells. The female will then reseal the brood cell, and the host larvae will either be killed by the mother or the parasitic larvae will hatch first and then kill the host larvae. Wait, I'm confused. Okay, so the host larvae are killed by the mother of the, the, the parasitic mother, right? Yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And then the blood bee's larvae will sustain itself on the pollen that was collected by the host bee until it is ready to pupate and start the life cycle all over. And the, the mother who's not a bitch um, is fine with this when she sees this thing come out? We're going to get into that because oh. it's really cool. Oh, God. Okay. Continue. <laughs> yeah. And they are unique amongst a group of bees called cuckoo bees. And they're called that because they behave kind of like cuckoo birds and that they don't take care of their own young. Mm, yeah. Right. Cuckoo birds are awful. Remember learning yeah. that. Yep. Yep. And But they are unique among cuckoo bees in that they are generous that parasitize multiple species of other sweat bees primarily, including the sharp-collared furrow bee, common furrow bee, orange-legged furrow bee, and bloom furrow bee, to name a few. <laughs> there have been a reported total of six confirmed host species, and there's potentially 14 different host species, with eight being eusocial, which are bees that have very complex um, social networks with a queen and several workers. I would say, eusocial is basically all the ones that have queens and then have worker or whatever, right? Yes. Okay. I learned some things. Still can't tell you what the anteater, what that's called. Because <laughs> of an M. Yeah. Now, this is very bizarre lifestyle for a cuckoo bee because parasites in their host get thrown into an evolutionary arms race as the parasite will evolve strategies and adaptations to avoid detection by their host. And in response, the host evolves defenses to detect and escape the parasite. And these evolutionary arms race generally lead to parasites becoming specialists. That's why you have different, for example, several different species of tapeworms for different hosts. Hmm, okay. And one reason for why they can be generous and be a successful species is that research points to them being a species specialist at the individual level, which means that specific individuals within a population will specialize in one or a few species as researchers have found that females will consistently visit the nests of the first species that they parasitize. Oh, weird. Okay. Another interesting fact of this bee's biology is how it avoids detection from the host bee through an adaptation called chemical insignificance. Okay. And this is when an organism has evolved a reduction in recognition cues, which prevents the host from detecting the parasite's presence. Hmm. Scientists have figured this out through behavioral experiments and chemical analysis. And in the behavioral experiments, they found that when they introduced this bee with its host species in a tube, that the host mo far more often than not would just tolerate the blood bee. And whenever there were aggressive behavior, it was always initiated by the blood bee. Oh. Mm -hmm. And when they analyzed what their cuticular hydrocarbon profile and what those are, these tiny little chemicals covering the cuticle, which is part of the exoskeleton, that they use to communicate with each other. Okay. And 
This species of bee has a profile made up of primarily of chemicals called alkanes, which have been shown to be less likely involved in nest mate recognition. Hmm. Okay. So the host bee species literally cannot detect that there is... They're just invisible. It's like an invisibility cloak. Yes. Okay. But with smell, sort of, chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it, it. Casey. It's cool. I don't like it. It's really cool. (sighs) Stop reading these parasitoid things that are awful. Yeah, but it's not an internal parasitoid. It still kills things. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. How many things? I'm going to have to go back and total up how many things you've talked about that are parasites. (laughs) Parasites? Parasites. We got the alcon. Well, we haven't talked about like parasites. It's always been parasitoids. That's true. Okay, sorry. So whatever the I'm first I'm trying to wasp, find a parasite. The first that's wasp interesting we talked talk about, about, which was on Animal of the Week, but I forget how that even came about, and that was awful. And then the alcon, awful. And then this thing, and then I'll, cuckoo. I think was our first um, bonus animal. Yeah. So if you're on Patreon, you'll know about cuckoo birds. And I the thought fairy they were. Fly. I thought they were cool. Oh yeah, fairy flies. There's a lot of them. And then the squam, not squamatics. That's a family. Look at me, not a family, but it's a, it's something. It's where all the lizards and shit belong. Lizards and snakes. What is that? An order? Squamata. Yeah. No, it was an order, or what is it? It's an order. Okay. Let me but, double check on that. But um, that no, it's There was something you did as a pick one day, and it's some little tiny thing, and it's gross. Because I couldn't find a picture of it. Like a spur. Where's the nest? It like goes in between like a bee. Like, I don't know. Oh! Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Those are Strepsiptera. That's it. It's an order of insects. Awful things. Awful (laughs) things he always brings up. Yes. Anyway. I'm trying to find like a true parasite that would be interesting to talk about. (laughs) That's one course I wish I took in my undergrad. We had a parasitology course. Well, anyway. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on from the scary thing. Um, it is now time for the challenge, and it was Casey's turn. Oh, I don't know why he's giggling. That makes me scared. Um, Casey, is it's his turn for the challenge, so I don't know what it's going to be today. You waiting for it to load? What's yes, happening? Okay, it's I don't know what's happening over yes, there. Yes, so I'm calling this one Allie's Redemption. Oh, no. They're all questions that have been, or it's a modified version of something you got wrong in the past. Is that stupid M thing in there? I'm never going to learn it. <laughs> never so. going to learn it. This is going to be bad because it's like stuff I should know. It's like all the yeah. things that we've talked about in the podcast, but we don't remember. Let's go with 10 minutes. All right. Ready? Sure. Okay. True or false, the large-toothed sawfish is a member of the Pristidae family. I think that one's true. That is correct. Okay. What is the most endangered group of raptors? You expect me to say that name? I know it's It's the... not a scientific name. Oh, okay. Shit, it's the... Oh, crap, now I've forgotten if it's the old world or the new world. It's the... Shoot, which one was it? I'm going to say it was the New World Raptor, uh, Vultures. That is incorrect. Damn it. Was the Old World? Yes. God. Okay. True or false? As of 2001, the Lord Howe stick insect was declared extinct. I don't remember the year. I also don't remember if that was declared extinct because I don't remember that much about it. I'm going to say true. It is false. Damn. This is not going well. What word refers to the process by which a female can reproduce without mating? 
I would say asexual, but that's not... Without I'm, mating. Oh. Nope, I don't remember that at all. Magic. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. What primate has eyes so large that it cannot physically move them? Oh, no, I do know this. Why am I blanking on their name? We did them. It was Animal of the Week. Mm-hmm. Shit. It's in Asia. Yes, it is. Um, God, what are they called? Oh, my God, why am I blanking on their name? I'm trying to go through. Why is Tuatara popping my head? That's not at all. Oh, my God, what are they called? They're cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I have to, like, go through our Asian animals. We had the sloth bear. We had the... Tuatara is really in my head, and that's really driving me nuts. We had the tiger quoll. We had the walking flower mantis. Whatever. Oh, my God. Why can't I remember what they're called? It's like a lorisy type thing, but it's not a loris. How do I not know what it's called? They're so cute. I can't believe I, I can't remember their name. And now Gariel's in my head. Also not. Why am I getting reptile things instead of this cute little mammal? And now Loris is like all I can think about. It's not a Loris. I can't believe this. I, don't, I know what it is. It's, I can see it. I can see it's a little brown thing with its giant eyes. Oh my god. How do I not know what they're called? No, it's not coming to me. I mean, we're going to have to move on because I'm not going to run out of 10 minutes for this. All right. That's so frustrating. True or false, red imported fire ants are invasive to the country of Peru. Okay. False. That is correct. Yay. I'm so annoyed about this other one. I'm still trying to think of what (laughs) his name (laughs) is. Continue. Name all the rhino species in Asia. I don't know. Javan? That's one. Um... Is that Asia? Black rhino? Do they have more involved than name? The ones that are up at the top. <laughs> um, uh, there, is there a Sumatran rhino anymore? Are those dead? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Okay, Javan, Sumatran, and... Nope, don't know. That's what I got. You're missing one. Is it? Does it have black in it? No. Oh, damn. Okay. Moving along, because I don't know it, obviously. What is the name for the type of role certain bacteria provide for giant tube worms? Oh, no! We have so discussed this. (sighs) Is some form of digestive in it? No. I don't remember this. Is there some sort of synthesis in it? It's like, no. I don't remember the name. Okay. What is the term for when animals evolve into a crab-like body plan? Yep, we've asked this before too, and I don't remember that. I, I literally don't remember that one at all. So pass? Yeah. Okay. I'm still trying to think of that animal's name. <laughs> what is the most dangerous animal in Africa? Um... I should know that. That's really bad that I don't know that. Hippo's second, right? No, hippo's first. I think, think it's hippo. Think hard about it. Think hard. A mosquito? That is correct. Oh, okay. There we go. What marine invertebrate has its blood extracted to use to check the safety of medical equipment? Yeah, five minutes, by the way. Mm, is that our... 
the whole dragon? I'm forgetting. No, I don't think that's the dragon. I think that's the, is it the horseshoe crab? I'm gonna say it's the horseshoe crab. I don't remember. That is correct. Yay. What is the world's most widely distributed mammal? Oh no, we've been over this. Oh, no, it's, oh, 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 I almost had it. Why? My brain's just not functioning today. Probably because I have barely eaten. Because um, I was thinking it was like a raccoon or something, but it's not a raccoon because remember we went over this. It's a, I think it's a, isn't, no, shit. Is it a bear? I'm going to say it's a brown bear. That is incorrect. Damn. True or false, only cetaceans and bats use echolocation. I think what a cetacean was. <laughs> Like, oh, Cetaceans, yeah. whales, Spur dolphins, whales, and all that, yeah. Um, I feel like that's false. That is correct. What group of mammals do echidnas and platypus belong to? Fuck me. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know what that's called at all. So pass? Yeah, pass. Sorry. Right. What word refers to an animal... That eats ants and termites. <laughs> Begins with them. <laughs> Never gonna get it. <laughs> Never gonna get it. I feel like there was like a period like after we did this for like the fourth time, there was like a week where I did remember it, but now it's been so long. It begins with an M. Mestilidae. Nope, that's like a mustelid. Um Mesotosis. It's not that. I don't know. Because an M. I'm pretty you sure it's an S. Maybe pass. <laughs> okay, that was the last one. Oh God, this is bad. I can't believe I can't remember what that little animal is called. All right. That is driving me insane. Yeah. So you know, the first one you got wrong. What is the most endangered group of raptors? That's old world vultures. True or false? As of 2001, Lord Howe in stick insect was declared extinct. That is false. It was declared extinct in 1920 and rediscovered in 2001. Okay. Yeah. What word refers to the process by which a female can reproduce without mating? That is parthenogenesis. I was not going to get that. Yeah. What primate has eyes so large that it cannot physically move them? So mad. That is the tarsier. See, I knew it was a T, and that's why Tuatara kept, <laughs> kept coming up in my yeah. head. So frustrating. Yeah. You got two of the rhino species. You said Java and Sumatran. The third one is the Indian, also known as Greater One-Horned Rhino. I literally didn't say an Indian fucking rhino. How did I not say an Indian rhino? That is the most basic thing. Wow. Yep. Wow. I'm, I'm very disappointed in myself in that one. That's bad. The name for the type of role bacteria provide for giant tubeworms is endosymbiont. Oh, no. Okay. Yep. I did not remember that. The term for when animals evolve into a crab-like body plant is carcinization. Nope. Nope. Not going to remember that one. World's most widely distributed mammal is the orca. Oh, that's right. It's a thing I don't like. I think I'm just thinking the most widely distributed yeah. in the States or in America. Yeah. And just as a fun fact, you were correct. There's other animals besides cetaceans, bats that use location. That includes some shrews, some birds like oil birds and swiftlets, and some tenrecs. Okay. Yep. And the group of mammals that echidnas and platypus belong to is monotremes. Oh, okay. 
I would yep. not have remembered that. Mm-hmm. Is that basically because they lay eggs? Yes. Okay. The egg-laying mammals. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the word that refers to the animal that eats ants and termites oh, is myrmecophagus. See, it does begin with an M and it ends with an S. Just <laughs> <laughs> remember, phagus means to eat. Yeah, I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> I need to, You need to give me like a study guide if we're going to do this, but I have a prayer. So let's see. How many did you... There's a total of 15. You got one, two... I got like seven, maybe. You got five. Yeah, I don't think I got seven. Yeah. Tarsier. That's frustrating. I can't believe I didn't say Indian (laughs) (laughs) That is the worst. That is the absolute, absolute, absolute worst that I did not say Indian rhino. What is wrong with me? Oh, my Lord. It was only our first episode ever, one of your favorites, too. And like very distinctive looking, like what is happening? Oh, my God. Anyway, okay, well, that was a hot mess. Um, I'm still really mad about the tarsier because I can see the picture and all of it. I'm like, I see its eyes. I see mm-hmm. all of this. I just can't get your name. I'm never going to remember metaphasis, whatever that Mere is. Myrmecophagus. Myrmecophagus. That's never so- Okay, Casey, <laughs> people in <laughs> public of South Korea, <laughs> number 53, <laughs> what is it? What? National Heritage number 53 from Korea. What is oh, it? Jindo. Yay! <laughs> to be fair, Jindo is a much easier word than Myrmecophagus <laughs> or whatever the fuck that is. Anyway, okay. Well, that was terrible. Obviously not Allie's Redemption. I did worse on that than I did on the, like, family feud or yeah. whatever that was. Oh, my God. This is a mess. I'm going to need a study guide for this test. Like, I can't pass You do. This. It's called our podcast. <laughs> I know, but you. But a study guide is like I'm going to ask you about these kinds of mm. things. We're higher education. I we don't one, use study guides. I had one professor at Fullerton, and they would give you the most like specific study guide, but it was just you were only going to actually cover like really? a third of it. I never got no a study guide. They would at literally UCR. say, "Check these pages." Like, look at this category, like, look at these pages. But the thing was, so you would do it, so you could study and do it very fully and, like, Mm -hmm. look into all of it. But they're only going to cover probably more like a quarter of what's on the study guide will actually be on the test. So it's kind of like you have to study really hard to, like, get that stuff. But still, anyway. Yeah, I didn't get that. We got no study guides. (laughs) No. I do remember, too, having a statistics class, and they were like, any notes you can fit on the back page of your book? you can um, have. So I wrote like the teeniest things into the entire system. I had a history teacher. He like allowed us, he would not call it a cheat sheet. He was like, it's not a cheat sheet. It's legit. <laughs> He's hilarious. He actually volunteers over at the, I don't know if he still does, but he used to volunteer over at the San Diego Zoo. Nice. But yeah, um, yeah, he would let us have a page front and back um, of notes for our test. And our test was basically, we write a paper, um, we get two prompts and he would give us a total possible of four um, that may be on, four or five that may be on there. Yeah. What I did was basically write an outline for four out of the five prompts, and I just excluded the one I'd like the least. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, I remember doing those, too, all the prompts, the blue book things. Yeah. Oh, anyway. oh, God. Oh, good times of college. I don't have that anymore. Yay. Anyway, um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, hopefully, just remember, we will not be having any new episodes in October. Um, but do check out the website that will be up in October. And then um, we'll be back in November, December. And then we'll be off in January. Now we're just trying to get on the cycle where we're on the 12-month cycle. So um, And have a spooky Halloween. Have a very, yeah, it'll be past Halloween when we talk to you next. So I hope you all have the best Halloween, but also be smart about it. 
don't go to a big party, even if you're vaccinated, because mm-hmm. some assholes there aren't going to be, and it's just a hot mess, and especially you live in any state, I mean, even in California, but any state other yeah. than California where they're having to implement crisis <laughs> codes and stuff in their in their hospitals, maybe just don't. Just don't. Also, be nice to the healthcare workers who've been screwed this entire time and super overworked and also dying from seen, COVID. Have like, the protesters harassing them as they're going into the hospital? Yeah. I. They should be. They should be neutered. Anyway. <laughs> um, some of them aren't of yeah. childbearing years anymore, but still. Um, all right. But, yeah, so that was off topic. Anyway, <laughs> we hope you have a great Halloween. Um and yeah, so we will catch you back in um, November. I had to remember what month came after October. <laughs> catch you back in November. Thank you for listening. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. We will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>